All right, everybody, we're talking uh, season two or series two, episode 13 or 12, depending on how you're counting. Army of Big Farmers. Uh, it starts with Rose, a voiceover of Rose, uh, Earth and Moon from Space. Uh, Rose has this Khaleesi level moment, actually. Uh, it starts with a gum cooing flashback, a gum chewing flashback. And, uh, Dr. One, we see the first doctor, I mean, whatever the number doctor is, uh, and then the, the current doctor, I know, oh, I said, I know, like, I know I'm wrong. It's not Dr. One and Dr. Two. Musical machine. What does that mean? I don't know. These notes are, uh, and then I was wondering about the mystery machine. We see the doctor and the rose on a planet with uh, manta rays and manta ray pterodactyls. Uh, that's the planet. Then we see Rose on a beach. She's glum, I would say. That was a word I used, or maybe that was a word she used. Uh, let's just see while the episode opens. What did she say? You know, this is uh, Earth where I was born and uh, where I went uh, to become a big farmer. First 19 years of my life, nothing happened, and then I met the doctor. Man who could change his face took me away from home in his magical machine. There we go. Showed me the whole time and space. Thought it would never end. Rose even says, I think I'm going to be with you forever. And then came the army of the big farmers, Torchwood, and the WA to the R. What's it good for? This is that story, how it ended. Uh, then we have a, a playground, blue, bluish playground. TARDIS appears. Rose puts on her backpack. At first I said, what's in there? But then she says, laundry. There's fun There's fun music at this part of the show. Big. They go to Jackie's house. Big hugs and kisses. Uh, WTF. What did I WTF? Oh, J- Jackie kisses the doctor on the face. Uh, she goes, oh, no, you don't. Get over here. Uh, oh, you're a lovely big fella. You're all mine. And the doctor says, put me down. Rose has her backpack, backpack full of uh, laundry. She gives uh, Jackie a, a, like an asteroid bazaar uh, thing, bazoolium or something. Uh, if it gets cold, it predicts the weather. Cold, it's rain. Warm, it's sunny. And Jackie has a surprise. Uh, silver moon sculptor. I don't know. Oh, there's a sculpture. Let me see if I could see it. Uh, yeah, I see it in the background. It's uh, she, Jackie has like a lot of uh, white. Uh, I guess what are those things called? Not porcelain, because they're shiny sculptures. And one is a silver moon. Another one is a shell. Not a silver silver of a moon. Excuse me. Uh, milk on the counter. Jackie's milk's out. Maybe she was just making tea. Doctor, say hello. Uh, let me see. She goes, oh, just guess who's coming to visit. It'll be 10 Granddad Prentice. Uh, he's on his way. Uh, and they say J- Jackie's like off a rocker, kind of. Uh, uh, then we see Doctor Who on the Doctor and the Rose on the run. Oh, because after the Grandpa Prentice shows up, he's a, he's a big farmer. Uh, they run outside. There's big farmers everywhere. It is called the Big Farm Shift. Uh, the Big Farm Shift is, they said, when do big farmers shift? And when is there a shift of big farm? When do shifts have big farmers? And they say, 12, ends at 12 minutes past. This is a quick shift where big farmers come to visit. Uh, 
Uh, then it cuts to a secret lab at Torchwood Institute uh, where we see science types uh, and uh, like a science leader type. And she says, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary trees and multiforms, uh, we've got uh, 5,000 gigawatts or gig- whatever a doctor doesn't say, like whatever. She says a difference and they say it in Back to the Future. I think he says gigawatts and maybe she says gig. I don't know. And she says, give yourselves a round of applause. Uh, uh, Back to the Future, Teak on Westminster Bridge. Uh, uh, whatever, there's big farmers on the Westminster Bridge uh, of true purpose. Oh, no, T's. Okay, so they they do this news montage. Uh, doctor's watching with his glasses on from the floor. He's changing channels, and they say, oh, they're uh, gathered on Westminster Bridge like they're in uh, formation. Little T's there. Uh, we see the Trishard Goddard show. A uh, product called Ecto Shine for your big shine up your big farmers. Oh, I didn't get to look up the show. Which show? Trisha Goddard show, where uh, they get thrown out of a pub. Uh, oh, it's EastEnders. I knew it was a famous show. It uh, and one of the big farmers gets kicked out of the pub. Uh, TV, uh, Dr. Watches TV on the floor with his glasses on. I just tried to scroll up on my notebook there, to be honest with you. It's the first time it's happened in a recording of the podcast. I mean, it's clearly my handwriting's not a smart screen. The uh, doctor's kind of spoiling it, Jack. He says, uh, just a Mary something. There's fresh flowers in Rose's house. Uh, uh, but the doctor says, let's see. He says, this can't be good that there's big farmers uh, running around. And I don't think it's your granddad. And Jackie says, well, it feels like him. And the doctor goes, maybe you're it's a psychic or maybe you want it to be him. Uh, just a match, just your memory, Jackie. And Rose goes, what if the big farmers aren't the big farmers we think they are? And Jackie goes, no, no, they're big farmers. Humans used to be human, now they're big farmers. And she goes, they're blurry. And the doctor goes, yeah, I don't know. They're pressing themselves into the surface of the world, but a footprint doesn't look like a boot. Good old doctor's observation. Uh, uh, let's see. Footprint doesn't look like a boot. Uh, big doing Sudokus. Oh, Raj is doing Sudokus. Uh, let's see. Book 509, maybe. And Yvonne goes, yeah, we just had a ghost shift. Uh, uh, there's lots of random equipment in the lab, a big flat, uh, at first it looked like one angle, it looked like a flat sphere. And then another angle, it looks like an actual sphere. Uh, everybody's got a Bluetooth thing in their ear. Uh, then, uh, Raj, he goes to touch it, uh, and he, uh, he goes to touch, he can't hold his hand up to the sphere, but he can't touch it. It's kind of this weird moment, uh. Oh, co- then we have a couple of coworkers like that seem like they like each other. One of them says, "I'm going to go double check the stacks, yo." And you know they're like uh, I am each other. And they go out. They say uh, another one says, "I'm going to go cross check the levels." A familiar person. You could see stardom on one of the the, the actor actresses. 
you could see that one of these characters, uh, the person portraying them, clearly got star quality. Uh, but so they say, then they talk about snogging, which again, I had to look up. Does that mean just kissing or the other thing? Uh, oh, then, uh, oh, I didn't like the guy Gareth. Uh, he uses some, uh, one of them uses the term daft. And there's lots of tarps. And then we see a cyber person. We say, oh, well, Gareth didn't know what a cyber person was. Uh, then we go back to Rose and the doctor and the TARDIS. Rose brings a newspaper uh, onto the TARDIS. Uh, they said, Big Farmer's going to be the MP for Leeds. Uh, what are we going to do? And then we have a cute little moment uh, where the doctor's kind of uh, like a steampunk uh, big farm buster, like a dust buster. Super cute, yeah. Moment. And he said, he's marching around, which I don't remember the Dustbusters marching. Uh, but he says, Who are you going to call? Uh, and Rose says, Dustbusters. And he says, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Uh, and then there's action music. Uh, don't you think this is uh, something? What does that say? But they're trying to triangulate where the dust busting's coming from, like tracing paper or something. Oh, Jackie says, why do you have to reduce everything to science? Uh, isn't this beautiful? And Dr. goes, no, I don't think so. Uh, let's see, Sudoku, that's the top of the page. He tells Rose, uh, Rose kind of how to operate this, the, all, all the trackers and what buttons and levers to use while he's out there. Uh, setting 15B, 8 seconds, uh, goes below, deep scan on the left, uh, but don't push that one. Push the other one that's close to it. Uh, Jackie watches us with the hands in her pockets. We go back to Torchwood, roaming up a double booth tooth and the lovebirds. Uh, uh, so we see the two coworkers. They have double Bluetooth now. Then we go back to Actor and Rose in action. Jackie's not happy. I think Jackie says, shame, shame, know your name. Uh, let's see, powering up, uh, sorry, we're late, uh, oh yeah, Jackie gives Rose this kind of not great speech, uh, she says, uh, why, you, you're starting to look like the doctor, and Rose goes, I guess, and she goes, you changed so much, and Rose goes, yeah, I've changed and I've evolved, and Jackie says, I suppose, and Rose goes, well, mom, I used to, like, work at a, uh, like, department store, those jobs are, and she goes, I've worked in a department store. And Jake goes, what happens when I become a big farmer? And Rose goes, no, what? And she goes, really? Uh, then you'll never come back to Earth. Then what? And Rose goes, I don't know. I'm like figuring out who I am. I mean, this is paraphrasing. Jake goes, you'll never settle down. And Rose goes, the doctor won't and I won't. I'm just going to keep on traveling. And Jackie says, and changing. In 40, 50 years time, you won't even be a regular Earthling anymore. You'll be a billion miles away. And I said, Jackie, I don't appreciate that, uh, the way you're talking, but it was great writing. And then the doctor, we hear one of the great ones, uh, line, come on, you beauty. Uh, ha, ha, ha. And we're on to the big farm shift uh, back at uh, Torchwood headquarters. Uh, the doctor's got his 3D glasses on as he's analyzing it. Uh, back, you basically realize someone's interfering. The doctor's working like radio knobs with radio sound effects. Uh, uh, they track them. 
so they do do some dust busting of a big farmer, but it's still not clear what's happening. Uh, but then they track him to uh, SE15 or something, Paolo, council estate, for the Paolo estate. Uh, and then the doctor's on the move because the, the big farm shift ends. Uh, and then they spot him, though, with the CCTV. They say, OMG, it's the doctor and the TARDIS. And the doctor's running like a lot of uh, heavy, uh, inter- uh, what do you call it? Uh, it? It's heavy on the um, doctor being funny at the beginning. And I don't know if this is the first one, but this is the first time I remember hearing him say, Allons-y, which is A-L-L-O-N-S-Y. But it does sound like a French word. Uh, oh, yeah, because the doctor says, I like that. Uh, uh, Allons-y. Uh, I'm going to say LNZ more often. LNZ. Watch out, Rose. LNZ. You are LNZ. I don't know how to say it, but that's what it feels like. It feels good in my mouth. Uh, and he goes, I'd like to say Alonzo, LNZ, Alonzo, every time. And the, now the TARDIS is moving, and Rose is kind of staring, and she goes, Dude, Jackie's on board. And Jackie goes, I don't want to end up on Mars. Uh, then the TARDIS comes into a warehouse, uh, cut to the chase, uh, look after Jackie. Oh, because the doctor has to go out. They're busted by the torch, Team Torchwood. And uh, they say, uh, the doctor says, don't worry, I'll handle this. You stay here with Jackie. Uh, and everyone is like so happy to see the doctor. Uh, they say hooray, they clap for him. Uh, the doctor kind of reacts in a funny way. Uh, first he holds his hands up, then he puts his finger to his lips, then he does a cut to cut the applause sign. Corporate Capricorn, yes, uh, grabs Jackie. No, they say, uh, they say, don't you, you always travel with a, a companion. Uh, we know we got your file. And then the doctor pulls Rose out, uh, Jackie out, uh, and the doctor gives Jackie a hard time. He goes, yeah, not the, not the, like, it's very, uh, uh, he goes, too blonde, not steady on her pins. Uh, it just last week she stared into a time vortex, aged 57 years. Uh, he even says, I'm willing to trade. So it's kind of just, he's given, uh, given her, and then he says, anyway, I won't see. And Yvonne says, well, Jesus, we've been waiting for you. Welcome to Torchwood. And then we see some spaceships. The doctor says, well, how'd you get a spaceship? And they go, oh, yeah, we, it's, uh, we took, got it for parts. Uh, remember the Sycorax? That was us. Uh, uh, she goes, the Torchwood Institute has a motto. If it's from outer space, it's ours. Uh, yeah, for the good of the British Empire. And Jackie says, the British Empire, there isn't one. They go, well, not yet. Uh, and then they show a particle beam. Uh, they say, uh, art life, uh, people skills. Oh, uh, uh, they show a particle beam and she says, says uh, thank you, Sebastian. And she goes, you gotta know people's names in this century. It's, uh, about the people skills. And I goes, any Alonzo's here? And they go, by the way, what she, she goes, Avon Hartman. And then the doctor picks up some magnet thing that it reduces mass, uh, uh, they, they, Torchwood doesn't use, they only use metric things, uh, 
uh, but only for Torchwood's benefit, not for the general public. Uh, this is like a lot of backstory, like backstory and history. What doctor says, what's up with the big farmers? They go, it's a side effect of some work we're doing. And I say, geez, there's so much you can teach us. Uh, we also see the TARDIS. Doctor's like, you're never getting back. You're never getting in there. Uh, let's see. One, uh, Imperial ton. Doctor's eye. Oh, we see Doctor's eye under a magnifying glass. Uh, Rose gets off the TARDIS with a psychic paper. Uh, and Rose in the hall. Oh, doctor and uh, doctors in the hall. They're talking about the history of Torchwood, uh, which jumps back to 1879 episode this season with Queen Victoria. And that's when it all started. Oh, yeah, that was Torchwood Estates. Uh, they go, yeah, doctor, you're going to teach us so much. Uh, they go into the sphere room. Doctor stares up. Uh, Jackie says, this thing feels weird. The doctor has these 3D glasses, I think I mentioned that. He puts them on, looks up and down. Raj says, uh, weighs nothing, no mass, uh, it's absent. Uh, that's why it feels weird. And the doctor goes, it's a void ship. Uh, I thought it was impossible. Uh, it exists out time, outside of time and space. Uh, and they say, what do you mean? He goes, the space in between dimensions is a void. Uh, there's nothing there, no time. Eternals call it the hark, uh, the howling. And the says, good question is, why is it there? Like, what's going on with the ship? And they say, well, we don't know. Uh, the sphere came through the world, and then the uh, big farmers came after it. Uh, then we see some more recruits for the cyber people. Yeah, let's see. Rosie gets off the TARDIS now. She's wearing a turquoise sweater. There's a sarcophagi near her. Looked like old and famous. Uh, she grabs a lab coat. Uh, she follows somebody that's walking fast. Uh, the doctor goes to see the hole in the world, radar black spot, uh, 600 feet above sea levels where they found this, uh, you know, time-space anomaly. Uh, doctor uses 3D glasses to look at that. Jackie mentions, oh, wait a second, are we in, this is Torchwood Tower, they say. She goes, isn't this Canary Wharf? Uh, uh, then the doctor does some more place setting. Uh, uh, he says, okay, so you find this uh, time-space breach. A sphere comes through, 600 feet above London. He goes, what do you think happened? Uh, why are you playing around with the hole and making it bigger? And Yvonne says, well, it's energy. Uh, we can become energy independent. And she goes, you can see for yourself two minutes as a ghost shift. Yeah, there's some WTF looks. And then the doctor's like, you know what? Cancel the um, ghost shift. The sphere cracked our dimension. And she goes, no, no, no. We're in control. Shifts in one minute. Uh, and the doctor does a reverse, old reverse move. He goes, okay, go ahead. As you were, could I have some tea? Good luck with that ghost shift. Uh, and he stares down Yvonne with a poker face. And then she says, thank you. Uh, or uh, she stops shift. Doctor says, thank you. The doctor says, I'm glad to be a help. Uh, and uh, then she says, clean up this mess the doctor made. We heard you like to make a mess. Uh, then the doctor and Jackie share a knowing look. Uh, then robot shine and look at try work on computers. Oh, then the side, like the Bluetooth, double Bluetooth cyber recruits share look, and then they go back to work on their computers. 
Rose follows the fast walkers past the sign for the lever room. She kisses her psychic paper. It gets her into the uh, sphere room. And she's checking it out. And then Raj rolls up on her. On her uh, and Rose says, what you want? Uh, tell me what you want. Uh, and Rose goes, oh, like, I mean, I'm looking for whoever you caught here. Uh, and she shows the psychic paper. And he says, oh, we have a basic level of psychic training. That's psychic paper. Then he says, Samuel, close the doors. And we see that Samuel is Mickey, which is a bit of a leap. Uh, Mickey looks good. Dr. All-Stars, oh, his Converse All-Stars are on the desk. Uh, and they're FaceTiming with Raj. And Yvonne says, who's this? Dude? Who's this? And he goes, okay, that's Rose Tyler. And they say, oh, so you travel with her mother. They say, who's this? Well, her mom. They say, you travel with her mom. And the doctor goes, don't tell anybody that. I got to keep it on the low. Uh, hello, you travel with her mother? I have a reputation of old. Uh, then everything goes into um, big farm shift override. Uh, and they say, we're going into it. With that, They say, what are you doing? Shut it down. Also, they were figuring out, like, uh, they, they did more bag story exploring. They say, you know, shut down Addie, Gareth, uh, Matt, shut down the uh, big farm shift, Andrew. And I said, yeah. And the doctor goes, it's an override. They get double Bluetooth. Uh, we're going into the big farm shift. Uh, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, override. The sphere starts shaking. There's dramatic music. Uh, the doctor's able to shut down everybody's Bluetooth. He says it's coming from a remote transmitter somewhere nearby. Uh, Raj says the sphere's active and it exists. Uh, Mickey's super confident, like like so, not just confident, but confidence from competence. Uh, the doctor starts looking into the tarps where the cyber people were. And he says, geez, this is like a world's collide situation. This is advanced cyber guard, and we're surrounded. Uh, then Mickey explains his plan to Rose of why he's so confident. Uh, he says, we, we've, t- we've won this before. We'll win it again. Rose goes against what? And Mickey goes, who do you think? Uh, and the sphere starts to shake more. We see the uh, uh, big farm shift is at 100% uh, or increased to 100% or something. Uh, then we hear the cyber walking, uh, sound effects. Uh, I don't know what that says. Hard, harkless, harness. Uh, uh, but uh, let's see. So Yvonne and the doctor, they're, ca- they're caught with the cyber people. Uh, let's see. Mickey says, okay, yeah, we had already uh, conquered the cyber people. Then they vanished. They found a way into this world. So did we. And Rose, go, Rose says, I thought that was impossible. The doctor said it was. And Mickey goes, the doctor's been wrong before. And Rose goes, what's inside the sphere? And Mickey goes, I don't know, cyber leader, cyber king, emperor, cyber people. I'm, gonna, I'm on it. Uh, they say, oh, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, the doctor says, okay, we're caught. Let's just try to figure out a plan. And let's see, Sphere. Or, uh, Mickey takes off his lab coat. Uh, it, wicked cool. As the Sphere slowly opens, uh, Jackie says WTF, and then the doctor says, the footprint does not look like a boot. Uh, 
And with dramatic action music all across the world, we see the cyber people taking over tourist uh, tourist locations globally and saying, uh, we were big farmers, and now we're cyberly in control of these tourist destinations. Uh, even one family, which was like kind of cow, they say, there was one upstairs, like they said, our house is a tourist destination, I guess. Yvonne says it's an invade, and doctors know it's a victory. Sheppel activated. I don't know what that is. It looks like S-H-E-P-L-E activated, opens the lights. Let me just see here. Uh, can anyone hear me? Uh, oh, sphere opens. Is that what this is? A sphere activated. Yeah, I guess that's what it says. Doctor could see that on a computer. That's what it was. It's open. The light's coming out. Mickey has a modern turtleneck on, very, like, from the future. And he says, I'm Mickey, Mickey Smith, defender of the earth, yo. Yeah, the world realizes everything that's happening. The doctor's confused because he gives a final reveal. He says, uh, I don't get it, though. Why would the cyber people have a void ship? Uh, and so he asks the cyber person, how'd you create the sphere? And the cyber person says, the sphere is not ours. And the doctor says, what do you mean? I said, it broke down the barriers between worlds. Uh, we followed. Uh, we only We don't know its origin. Unknown. And then we get another build. The doctor goes, what's in there? And Jackie says, Rose is down there. And then we see it open. And out of it, Mickey and Rose, uh, Mickey goes, those aren't Cybermen. Rose goes, oh, boy. We thought our problem was big farmers. It's going to be every comic book on Earth because it's Daleks. And there's four of them. Three are gold, like rose gold, just like the phones. And one's a space gray. And it ends with, you know, w, big WTF. Uh, it was uh, ends on a, whatever that's uh, like a Dalek hanger. And, of course, the Daleks are saying, no comics, no comics, no comics. Um, okay, so let's go to the notes here. What do we have? The first thing that came up was Mystery Machine. And this is from scoobydoo.fandom.com. This may only apply to Scooby-Doo, where are you? Uh, Mystery Machine is a main form of transportation of Mystery Inc. Uh, Fred is the owner. Very strong attachment to it, though he has lent it to Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and Scrappy uh, when they had their own show. It, uh, it looks like a 60s-era panel van, uh, but it, like uh, some details indicate it's not a particular model of any lineage. Uh, Painted medium blue, horizontal green stripe, uh, two orange flowers, uh, labeled the mystery machine in orange, uh, spare tire, two roof racks, uh, what else, uh, back has equipment, uh, bench running long wise, this can be stored in the rear of the van, uh, back can fit a table and chairs, walls may be lined with computer equipment, large antenna can be attached to the roof. Uh, sometimes it's also filled with kitchen cabinets. Uh, this is a history. I don't know exactly what this is from, though. This is from the fandom. It was once known uh, with a popular band, the Mystery Kids, uh, and play, painted by Flash Vanagon. Uh, then it was a news van for uh, Daphne Blake's show, Coast to Coast, with Daphne Blake. Fred was her producer. 
and then they use it for subsequent adventures. Uh, um, interesting. Uh, the mystery machine. Uh, yeah, so I guess this is kind of depends on what era show, but I just did want to see what was written about it. Oh, it's from a show, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Okay, what about uh, pterodactyls? Uh, uh, like uh, Fossils uh, primarily found in Bavaria, Germany, in limestone, dated to Jurassic period. Probably ate a bit like a bird, like a, like a raptor. Uh, wings uh, uh, had collagen, cartaceous, or something. Uh, it's known for over 30 fossil specimens, uh, mostly juveniles. Uh, let's see, there was different ones. There's one that was like three feet, five inches wingspan. Others that were smaller. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, this is like a really dense uh, article, so I don't want to, like, especially because people are such dinosaur fans and take it so seriously. Uh, but I just wanted to acknowledge that something that looked like that uh, was on the episode. Yeah, that's like too deep to dig into. Um, let's look up, here you go, if you're studying for uh, any tests, uh, glum, well, it's a short word. Uh, according to Merriam-Webster, glum, G-L-U-M, it's an adjective, uh, glummer, glummist, uh, that's with two M's, uh, it could be broodingly morose, uh, sounds like my middle name, or dreary and gloomy, uh, so, a glum, you could use it in a sentence and you could spell it G-L-U-M, another thing I noticed in this episode was the music, maybe because it was like this two-part or season finale, uh, so I looked up on uh, TARDIS Data Core, Dr. Wiki. Uh, let's see. Uh, and I, oh, the soundtrack from Series 1 and 2. Uh, I was trying to look for, um, uh, let's see. Doctor, uh, series 1 and Season 2 featured music uh, from different things. Uh, Neil Hannon. Oh, this came out as a soundtrack for Series 1 and Series 2. So you could probably stream it somewhere. I'm just looking for the credits myself. Looks like there's 31 tracks. Uh, it features um, a picture of the ninth doctor, a cyber person, the tenth doctor, uh, novice Haim, Rose, and a Dalek, uh, and one of the Slovene. Um, but it doesn't have any credits here. That's what I was kind of looking up. Uh, it's who does all this amazing music. Um, and I guess I flopped on that one. Uh, so I guess that's, yeah. So that didn't work out. What about the uh, Westminster Bridge? It's a road and foot traffic bridge over the River Thames in London, linking Westminster to Lambeth. Uh, it's painted predominantly green, same color as the leather seats in the House of Common, which uh, on the side of the Palace of Westminster nearest the bridge. Uh, it's in contrast to the Lamb- Lambeth Bridge, uh, which is red, the same color as the seats of the House of Lords on the opposite side. Uh, it went under a refurbishment in 2005 to 2007. Uh, it links the Palace of Westminster uh, on the west side with County Hall and the London Eye on the east side. It was a finishing point uh, in the early years of the London Marathon. Uh, see, historically, this is all from Wikipedia. For over 600 years, uh, 
The nearest uh, Thames Bridge to London Bridge was uh, at Kingston. In late Tudor times, uh, congestion of the trading hours at London Bridge uh, was more than an hour. They even had traffic back then. Uh, 1664 bridge was proposed, uh, but opposed by the Corporation of London and the Water People. Uh, then 1722, still opposed. Uh, over intervening bridge, a timber bridge was built in Putney in 1729. And uh, the bridge got approval in 1736, uh, financed by private capital, lotteries, and grants. It was built between 39 and uh, 50, 1739-1750, and opened October or November 18th, 1750. Uh, City of London responded to Westminster Bridge and the population growth by removing buildings on the London Bridge uh, and widening it in 1760 to 63. And then there was others over the next few decades that got built. it assisted in expanding, expanding the West End and developing to the developing. Existed in expanding the West End to the developing South London. Let's see. It was difficult to me. Uh, yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, I think that's it for right now. I just wanted to check in on it. You know. Um, oh, let's check about gigawatts. Like, how much power is one gigawatt? I think they said 400 gigawatts or something. And 1.1 gigawatts uh, is uh, from uh, Back to the Future. Oh, it's 1.21. Let's see. So admittedly, we don't have time travel. We can analyze power. This is from uh, the energy.gov. So how much power is one gigawatt? it is equal to 3.125 million uh, PV panels, uh, 431 utility-scale wind turbines, uh, 100 million LEDs, uh, 1.3 million horses, uh, uh, 2,000 Corvette Zs uh, something, 9,090 Nissan Leafs, because uh, it has a 110-kilowatt motor. And that's it. So they don't really give us like, uh, there's 1 billion watts in 1 gigawatt. Uh, so, for instance, at the end of 2017, there's only 144 gigawatts of sol- solar and wind power combined. Uh, so, yeah, there's a little bit of it. Uh, so I'll link to that if you want to see the pictures in there. Okay, what about Trisha Goddard? Does she got some time on the show? It's a real show. Uh, English television presenter. This is on Wikipedia. Uh, she had a morning talk show, Trisha, uh, which was in, then uh, in a mid-morning spot on ITV, then moved to Channel 5. Uh, she's been based in the U.S. since 2010 when she started working on uh, the TV show Maury. Uh, she had her own show, Trisha Goddard show, from 2012 to 2014. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was a writer for travel magazines after setting up in Australia in the 1980s, uh, then began a career in television. Uh, she was on the 730 Report, a uh, t- children's show called Play School. Uh, then in 1980, 1998, returned to the UK as uh, uh, host of the ITV flagship daytime show, BAFTA winning Trisha. 
then 2004 joined five and a new program called Trisha Goddard, uh, uh, focused on, uh, you know, human stuff, uh, and, uh, great history. Uh, she's also been on, uh, it was on the comic relief episode, of little Britain and a Dr. Hugh, who episode, uh, what not to wear Christmas special, uh, Friday night project, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? And, uh, yeah, they just saw like, sometimes it's like, is it a real, uh, pop culture reference or a fake one? That's a real one. Snog. We looked up that means to kiss, uh, daft. That's another short word. You could, you may come up on a test. Uh, D A F T. It's an adjective again, silly or foolish, uh, in Scotland, it could be frivolously merry, uh, you know, or you could just say scoots is daft, which without a doubt I am. Uh, okay, what about 3D glasses? Okay, a polarized 3D system, according to Wikipedia, uses polarization. Wait, is this the wrong kind? It might be to create an illusion of 3D, uh, three dimensions by restricting the light, uh, to present stereo, stereoscopic images in films, two images are projected superimposed uh, through different polarizing filters. Uh, as each, uh, like the viewers wear low-cost eyeglasses, which have, uh, let's see, though, I don't know if those are the right ones. Uh, polar, I don't know if they're polarized, uh, the ones that are red and orange, uh, or whatever they are. Uh, let's see, polarized in history was... Uh, Demonstrated experimentally in the 1890s. Uh, uh, then 3D glasses became practical after the invention of the Polaroid plastic sheet polarizers by Edwin Land, uh, who demonstrated them in, uh, in 1934. At the New York Museum of Science and Industry, there was an exhibit in 1936. Uh, details about those glasses are not available. In 1939, World's Fair. A short polarized film, a 3D film was shown at Chrysler Motors. Uh, cardboard glasses with uh, larger filters, uh, let's see, it became a fad in the 50s. Uh, there was a life cover of someone wearing 3D glasses. Uh, let's see, the front, with the film's title, like his giveaways. Uh, is, let's see. Imaginatively colorized versions have helped spread the myth that uh, 3D movies of the 50s were projected by an analograph color filter method, uh, but it was only used for a short time. Beginning in the 70s, some 1950s uh, feature films were re-released in the anaglyph form uh, so they could be showed without special projection equipment. Uh, Polaroid, so maybe those were the ones? Uh, I don't know. Let me see what this analograph color fit. Analograph uh, is uh, the stereoscopic 3D effect achieved by means of encoding each eye is using filters of differently color, different colors, uh, usually chromatically opposite red and cyan or cyan. Uh, the three images create, contain two differently filtered color images, one for each eye. When viewed for the color coded analograph glasses, uh, each of the two images reaches the eye it's intended for revealing an integrated stereoscopic stereoscopic image. Uh, the visual cortex of the brain fuses this into a three-dimensional scene or composition. 
it's low cost, uh, and they could have accurate color filters that, uh, after 2002, used all three primary colors. So the current norm is red and cyan, uh, red being used for the left channel. Uh, so I think those are the ones I was talking about. Uh, yeah, I guess I was, I, I just jumped on the polarization one. Yeah, because they're talking about the, 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 our friend from the big, the, the big, the big goon friend, uh, uh, there was a movie about a big fish. Uh, so yeah, I'll link to that, uh, in the show notes as well. This was something I wanted to look up last episode. I didn't look, have a chance to is council house and council estates. And this really interested me because uh, it's not anything I knew about. Uh, so council house is a form of British public housing built by local authorities as in, and a council estate is a complex of council houses and other amenities like schools and shops. Uh, construction was mainly after 1919, uh, the Housing Act, uh, to the 80s, uh, with less council housing built in recent decades. Uh, uh, the house design in the UK is defined by a series of housing acts. Uh, public housing design is defined by the government directives and central government's relationship with local authorities. Starting with the Public Health Act of uh, 1875, uh, council houses could be generally housing the working class uh, or uh, to those who need it. Uh, they could be funded by local councils, a central government incentive, or by revenue obtained when other houses are sold. Increasingly, they have been transferred through the instrument of housing associations into the public sector, uh, starting like. Uh, uh, in this in 1916s, you know, going through all the times uh, England went through, and until like 1944, when they started building these prefab bungalows with the design life of 10 years, uh, but a number survive even to now. Uh, the Burt Committee, uh, because they needed housing, New Towns Act housing. Uh, well into the 1950s, the council house provision was shaped by the New Towns Act of 1946 and the Town and Country Planning Act of 1947. Uh, but they uh, removed explicit references to housing for the working class and introduced the concept of general needs construction. Uh, there's a lot about the design of these. It's probably a good 99 PI, I, I, I would guess, about this, but maybe not, maybe not, maybe... Uh, but I really was like, oh, what is that? When they say council estate, uh, what do they mean? Uh, council housing estates uh, is the character of a council estate related to the government initiative that allowed it to be built. The states of the Addison Act were mixed to tenure estates with generally proportioned semi-detached houses designed to be fit for heroes, albeit only affordable by the most prosperous workers. A generosity changed in the 1930s. This sounds like it's written with a little bit of a... This is on Wikipedia, though. Uh, new towns and estates uh, planned to the Tudor, Tudor Walter standard. Uh, so just a little bit about the building of them. Uh, the earliest council estates were in London uh, as they were permitted to finance houses 10 years before non-metropolitan area. In these black estates, that is the states of... Uh, uh, low to medium rise flats, uh, boundary estate. The alternative was cottage estates. 
So I guess something I need to probably learn more about it. But I, like, honestly, was unfamiliar with the term, so I had to look it up, uh, and it does interest me. Allons-y, as the doctor says, according to the uh, Doctor Who wiki, uh, is uh, French for let's go. Uh, it was one of the tenth doctor's favorite sayings, and maybe he gets eventually to say it uh, uh, to someone named Alonso. Uh, the last thing, let's look up is Cannery Wharf, because uh, that's where they were. It's a commercial estate on the Isles of Dogs in London, London Borough of Tower Hamlets. It's one of the main financial centers of the UK, along with the city of London. contains many of Europe's tallest buildings, including the second tallest in the UK, one Canada Square. It's 97 acres. Uh, it's about 16 million square feet of office and retail. And it uh, forms a Canary Wharf estate. Uh, it's located on the West India docks on the Isles of Dog. Dogs. Uh, it was the West India Dock Company from 1802 to the late 1980s. Uh, it was one of the busiest docks in the world. Uh, but after the 60s, the dock and the port industry began to, to, to decline. And uh, huh, I just lost my page. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, began to decline. Uh, then the Port of London Authority, uh, Canary Wharf, takes its name from the 30, number thirty-two berth of the Westwood Quay of Import Dock, uh, London Dock. This, this is just a more about development. I was just wondering, huh? What is it? Uh, it's got a lot of the tall buildings, as they say, a bunch of them. Uh, it's got a marina, a library, two cinemas, uh, Canada Square, Cabot Square, Churchill Place, Columbus Courtyard, Chancellor Passage, Wren Landing. Uh, and, yeah, it's, a, it's a, just a little bit about it. Uh, so you got a little bit of uh, London there. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. Uh, good night, uh, and I'll talk to you soon.